Hi, I'm Jamie Catania of Shovel the Sidewalk. We're a marketing firm in Buffalo, New York, building brands and creating advertising for small businesses. And we utilize the power of authentic storytelling. That's why we created Sidewalk Talk. It's a way for business owners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share stories of inspiration, motivation, and education. And on today's episode, I have the owner of Soul Man, Brian Gavigan, on our episode. How's it going, Brian? Everything is great. Everything is great, Jamie. Thank you. Great to have you on the show. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, you know, we're all about storytelling. So with what you do, it's a form of artistry that maybe a lot of people don't know about. So I just want you to take the opportunity to share uh, your story and how you created Soul Man and what it's all about. Thank you. I, um, it, is, it is an artistry, I, I guess. I think, um, you know, it, it, it takes on uh, a bit of an old school um, trade. And um, I think as of late and in, in, uh, in the last, I would say a decade, the, 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 the industry has become more of an art, artistry. You know, I don't think that, uh, you know, 50 years ago, people would look at a cobbler as being an artist. It was a guy who was working behind in the shop, you know, somewhat of a sweatshop, you know, and hammering away shoes. And, um, but now um, it's, it's kind of got, gotten into a little bit different of a level. There's even competitions worldwide that, um, you know, who's, who's the best cobbler out there, you know, and it's fine tuning and it's the, um, the, you know, you get shoes in that might be, you know, $500, $800 pair of shoes. You're not cobbling. You're, you're working on a work of art itself that you have to repair and get it back to its original state um, or do your best to. Um, and, um, you know, and I, I, yeah, I take pride in, in every repair, uh, big or small, and it goes on beyond shoes. You're, you're working with leather, you know, and I think, um, you know, that is an artistry of its own, whether it be, you know, making shoes or bracelets or working on bags, making bags, you know, uh, today's cobbler has to do more than just working on shoes. I think, you know, we kind of expand our, our uh, offerings um, and uh, and still, you know, by keeping up the integrity of the shoe market and uh, that knowledge is getting out. I think people more and more, especially today, um, what I've seen since I've opened five years, less than five years ago now, um, that you get young kids coming in, you know, they, they want to know what a cobbler is what you know you, I didn't know this is possible I didn't know this existed I didn't know you know I can fix my favorite pair of boots or shoes or what have you and um, I think people are starting to look more into quality items instead of throwing good money after bad and they want to preserve and protect those items that they put a little extra money into and um, you know so I think in the last this generation I think is ripe for kind of relearning of what this this offering by you know cobblers is um because i think it was just on the brink of extinction there for a while and uh i'm very proud to have kind of brought it back a little bit to the forefront at least in buffalo it's awesome that it's on the come again and people are appreciating again the artistry behind it how did you first get into this um well, I was in marketing and advertising uh, for 17 years. I started up my own uh, business shortly out of college. Um, and I just kind of got burned out of um, that, right? And sitting me at a computer. And I was always good with my hands. I was always creative. I had always, um, 
you know, uh, made some, I love making old things new again. Uh, and I, I kind of went through those moments. I think that we all do at some point, maybe you call it a midlife crisis, what have you. I mean, I was in my early forties at the time and, you know, I just knew I needed something different, you know, and we, we created a lifestyle and, you know, a, a wonderful lifestyle, three children, a wife, um, and, and, um, but it just wasn't, it just couldn't continue doing what I was doing. And, um, what made me tick as a kid, you just, I kind of went into my own little, um, state of reflection and, um, I came out of it with a new understanding of what I needed, you know? Um, and what I needed was, was, uh, working with my hands again and, and being creative and, and putting in a hard day's work that, you know, I, I, and I knew nothing about the trade, by the way, I had never stepped foot into a cobbler shop until June of 2015. And, um, and that was the day that I offered to buy the guy's business. And so, uh, that was an interesting conversation with my wife, you know, <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, with actually a great conversation, by the way, she, but, you know, she asked, you know, what, what do you, what do you plan on doing? She said, like, I'm going to become a cobbler. And, uh, she, she asked what, what is a cobbler? <laughs> similar, very similar questions that you're asking now. Right. But, um, you know, that's the reality. And, um, I didn't really know what it was. I just knew it was an old trade and it was making something old new again. And I knew I was good with my hands and I knew I, I like to work hard and uh, be passionate about what I'm doing. And I love customer interaction and I love essentially customer service. Right. But, uh, which makes this whole time tough, you know, um, but, uh, that's all part of it. And I, I, when I opened the shop, didn't realize how much I was going to be, um, a force really um in the in the trade and um so i delved into something that was inherently in me i think and it has blossomed quickly for me because of it and um you know it's it's been extremely rewarding for sure that's amazing i mean i'm i'm highly impressed that you didn't have like uh somebody in the family or a friend that was into it and you know, you just, you just kind of jumped right into it. And that's like a perfect example of if you really want to learn something, you just put the time into it. Listen, you put the time into it. You know, one, one of the things I like to say sometimes, um, depending on the situation, not necessarily when you're a kid, but when you're, when you're at that point, you know, you put all your eggs in one basket and you watch the basket. You know, I, I knew that it was going to be a real leap of faith. And, um, and not knowing really if the trade was really worth anything in 15 years, 10 years, you know, it was already a dying trade. But again, just like making shoes old, new again, right? I was taking a trade, an old trade and making it new again, which was that much more enticing to me. I was up for the challenge to say, you know what, I'm going to resurrect this because this is, and not knowing how ripe of a time it was when people are throwing good money after bad and you know the the recycling atmosphere of where we're at today in society and um you know people are more conscious about you know the green theme you know and um this is right up that alley and i didn't get into it for that really um had nothing to do with that um but uh i'm happy to be a part of it 
you know. Um, but, uh, you know, I put all my eggs in one basket and I watch that basket closely. And I, I day and night, you know, every waking hour dreamt about it, uh, read on it, videos, uh, you name it. I mean, just constantly getting myself prepped to pull the trigger, you know, I guess, and, uh, and feel confident enough to actually, you know, put an open sign up. What are, uh, what are some of the challenges? I mean, being an entrepreneur, doesn't matter what sort of, you know, business you have, you, this doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. So I always ask people like, what are some of like the biggest challenges that you faced as, as like an entrepreneur and like how you overcame them? I think the biggest challenge in many cases is yourself. You know, it's maybe self-doubt, you know, is it taking that leap and saying, you know, we're going to do it. And, and this is, you know, um, you know, once you, once you're all in, you know, and, and you've put yourself there, then you have no more excuses. You just do it. And everyone has their own lane that they stay in of what they're comfortable doing. Right. Um, which, which could work for them. Everyone's different. And, and in my way, I, you know, once I, once I knew this is the direction I wanted to go, um, I just became excited about it and I knew I could do it. And the, and from there, it was every waking hour, just really kind of dreaming about how I want, how I envisioned it, how I, how I want to change the trade, how I, I want to, I don't want an old stodgy shoe repair shop. I want, you know, a, a, a handsome haberdashery, you know, and, um, you know, offering actual, you know, good shoes, selling shoes, selling leather coats. And these are all items that might be vintage or new, doesn't matter, but they're all good quality. You know, people are into, you know, treasure hunting at, you know, Goodwill and Salvation Army. Well, so do I. I've always loved doing that. And, you know, and I have a bit of a knack for it. So I do that stuff locally and online and I'm just going to bring all that into it. So you, you envision something that's different and, and unique. And once you feel, once you get that tingle going, I, this is, this has got legs, this could, this could work, you know, and which every entrepreneur has that moment. The only thing that's really preventing you from doing it then is yourself. All right. Do I have, you know, the chutzpah to make this happen? Um, and, uh, and I've done it a couple times in my life, you know, a few times really, but, um, and every time is the same and, uh, you build up that energy with all the thoughts that you garner with the idea of what you want to start and you continue to build that energy inside till you are so excited to get that door open because you know, it's going to work. Um, that's been my experience. Okay. And it's not everybody's. Some people have, you know, and there's a lot, I mean, I thought there was a lot to this. I mean, it's learning a, you know, an age old trade and, you know, it's not looking at, you know, your refrigerator and seeing that, you know, well, you know what this, I mean, you're looking at hundred year old pieces of equipment that you've never seen before. You don't know how to, if something breaks, what do you do? So there was a huge learning curve, but I think in all, endeavors there's huge learning curves you know an entrepreneur doesn't always have to um 
get into what they're passionate about. It doesn't have to be that. Maybe the passion is creating something that is new. Maybe that's the passion. And let's say it's tuxedos. You know, are you passionate about tuxedos? Well, no, but you know, all of a sudden we have tuxedo junction, right? I mean, started off in a little hut off to the side and selling tuxedos or renting tuxedos. You know what I mean? So Xerox equipment. I mean, could you talk about anything? Do you have to have a passion for that thing? Did I have a passion for shoes? Not really. I like them. I like shoes. But did I have this appetite for, is my shoe closet, you know, you know, like my wife's? No. But I had a passion for the trade, for the old school element for working with my hands to making something old new again it just presented itself in shoes right so it's different for everybody but once you wrap your head around the direction that you want to go put your all, all your eggs in in one basket and uh and make it work now i wouldn't say that for young kids because they have to you know they still have to to fall on their face. They still have to, you know, get up and wipe the dust off and, and, and learn and have those good experiences and, and tough experiences and, um, and be exposed to as much as they can. Um, you know, but when you're, when you're at a point when you think you're ready, you know, be ready and commit. I love it. Cause it all comes down to mindset it's a constant battle, you know, with yourself. Yeah. Can, I, can I do this? Should I do this? Yeah. But like you said, when you feel it's not, it kind of defies logic. It's something that you gotta, you feel. Um, I, yeah. I'm happy that you've, that you found, you know, what you enjoy. I love how you brought up, you know, the trade itself is fixing something that was old, bringing it new. And then you came into this, bringing it back. So it ties together again yeah. with the artistry. Right. <laughs> With, uh, with, with everything going on right now, um, you know, at the time of this recording, we're, we're going through the COVID-19 pandemic, um, affecting a lot of small business, every small business. And, um, you know, for you, Brian, I was just curious to know, for those listening, for those watching, um, what will you be doing, you know, within the shop, um, you know, when, it's, when, it, when the time is right? What, what would be different, you know, after this time? Well, I, what will be different? There's going to be a lot of things different. Um, you know, I, I have a feeling, you know, I, I want to preserve everyone's walking in their own space these days, you know? Um, and it's a delicate balance to know what's right, what's wrong, what you should be doing, what you have to be doing. Um, you know, you know, at any one time I may have, you know, three people in the shop, you know, I know Saturday, there might be more. Um, but, you know, we're not, we're not bumping in at the checkout counter with other people, you know what I mean? It's, you know, it's one of those stop in shops. Yeah. People, you know, do get, um, uh, it's a small shop, so it can get, a little claustrophobic if there's a ton of people, but we have to all be, be, be in our own lane, doing what 
we feel is safe, right? The space that I have here to be shut down is, is a little upsetting for any small business that, you know, you have maybe a few people come in and in and out throughout the, you know, at any one point in time. Um, and yet, you know, you can go into your grocery store and have 300 people, you know, crowding you, you know, reaching over your shoulder for some bananas, whatever. Um, you know, but yet that's okay. And is there, are there measures, you know what I'm saying? So to me, it's a balance. It's about understanding your customers and respecting whatever position that they are coming to you for. They do want to see you take measures. Am I going to go to the measures of putting up plexiglass all the way straight? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not set up for that. I, there's no way for me to even do it. I'm sure there is, but am I, you know, I'm going to have my mask on. I'm going to have, you know, the hand sanitizers and a pump spray, which I have now, obviously, and gloves. Um, you know, I, you know, and if people call to let me know they're picking up their stuff, and they don't feel comfortable coming, of course, I'm going to, I'm going to do a curbside drop off for them. You know, am I going to make a, I'll do, I mean, I'm a customer service, service oriented business owner. You know, my customers are extremely important to me and um, I take their concerns as priority one. So, but am I going to blanket it for everybody, you know, coming through my door? I don't want my space, this, this, this old world kind of space to be, to have that lack of connection, you know, and by putting up plexiglass, I think it's just, I mean, and some spaces, yeah, it's fine here. It's not, you know, and, and I'm just going to be honest. Um, but yes, the, the, the precautions that I will take to, um, to respect every customer walking in here, no matter how far they are on that pendulum with, no, 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 you know, you know, I'm not, I'm not walking around the street, let alone walking into shops. Um, I get it. You know, everyone's got to do their thing, man, but life doesn't end. Life isn't ending. Go out, live your life and, um, you know, um, and enjoy you know, what we have. Um, I think there's been a lot of fear that's been put into people. And, um, you know, and I think that's going to take some time to, to, for us to recover from that. And with that said, um, you know, because of that, I, obviously we'll take the precautions that I find necessary to make it easier to come here, you know. Um, you know, like I said, with the, with the pump sprays and um and whatnot um but um everyone's got to be in their own lane man and and do their thing you know i i'm here to work i'm here to uh be be great to my customers and offer you know good shoe repair the best in buffalo um by far and and uh, you know i i uh i look forward to getting things back man back to where it was and and um it's been tough. It's been two and a half months, you know, that's tough for any business owner, small business owner to, to, to handle. And, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's one of those things that uh, we all have to manage and we get through it and, 
you know, my motto, you know, to my family is, listen, everything's fine. You know, we're not going to starve to death. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where my baseline is, right? So to me, everything is, is good, you know, and it's funny in the last two and a half months, um, you know, $50 in a day was exciting. You know, I was here. Should I have been? I don't know. I've been here to clean my shop, reorganize, get things ready um, for hitting, you know, hitting the ground running when we come back and open the whole thing. So I've been here like four hours a day, about four days a week. You know, I wouldn't turn the open sign on, but I would leave the door open. You know, again, just, you know, if somebody comes in and if they feel comfortable coming here, then I'm comfortable working for them and, and doing what they need me to do. So. You know, but yeah, there was like $50 a week, you know, or $50 a day. I mean, I was like, you know, hooting and hollering. It was like my first $50 I ever made. I felt like a true entrepreneur again. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, all right, you know, business is, you know, kind of moving here. You know? like it was, uh, but it's the simple things, you know, that, that really kind of put it in perspective for you. And, um, and, and it sure has like two and a half months into this since put things in perspective. I think with everything going on too, it's just the positive is it's made people stronger and it has yeah. shown that you, you're able to adapt to anything. I mean, that's what it's all about yeah. with being an entrepreneur, being able yeah. to adapt while serving the customers. And at yeah. the end of the day, it's just, it's good communication. As you said, if somebody reaches out and they feel comfortable with the curbside pickup, you're ready to do it. It's, yeah. it's all about just making it's, sure it's, it's adapting, you know, to put in, you know, these things are put into place for everybody to toe the line. And, and so there's a benchmark of what is we're supposed to be doing. Um, I believe in the people. I believe in people knowing what they're doing. Now, I'm always going to wear the mask. You know, I'm always going to have my scarf over my face, no matter if somebody's walking in without one. You know, um, I'll have that because that's what I believe should happen at, 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 the, at this time. You know, that's where we should be. Do I think that we need to um, do some of these steps that I, I think are, is, you know, listen, I, I don't know. I don't know what the truth is. I know what, what lane I'm in. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. All I know is that it's, uh, it's a very, it's a strange time and, um, you know, uh, but, uh, you know, we'll all get through it you know, um, hopefully uh, better off than before even. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Brian, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, what is the best way for somebody to reach out to you? They're looking to uh, either, you know, have the conversation with you about whatever they need or just to stop yeah. in? Uh, to stop in, you know, uh, call my, my shop number is 836-6464. Um, I can be found on Instagram and on Facebook, um, Soul Man Buffalo on both. And um, my website's a little, you know, dicey. It's not really, there's not much there. It's like a, you know, uh, my favorite bumper sticker was uh, Elvis didn't need a website. Here I am in marketing and advertising my previous life, right? But, uh, you know, I don't seem to have a website. But either way, um, yeah, call the shop and uh, or stop in obviously my hours are starting i think next week are going to be back to normal um you know i think i officially opened on monday but you know 
Monday comes Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, you know, it's still one person coming in and, uh, I'm enjoying the time that I have with my family right now, but officially whatever Monday is the date, I wish I can give it to you. I don't know, but, um, I'll be regular hours and, um, you know, rain or shine, I'll be here and, uh, customers, no customers, I'll be here (laughs) and, uh, you know, getting things uh, in order. Brian, thanks again for, for being on the show. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Jamie. I appreciate it. And again, thanks for reaching out and uh, best of luck to you. Appreciate it. If you have a story to share, feel free to reach out by going to shovelthesidewalk.com. You can share, you can actually stream all of our podcasts uh, on YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcasts. Um, Brian, thanks again for being on the show. Anytime. And uh, maybe we'll see you at the shop before long, Jamie. Thank you. Absolutely. And this has been Sidewalk Talk.